0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Today we're going to take a look ahead at the World Cup taking place in Valdisol this weekend. With me to do that is Issam. Yes, thank you for having me. The World Cup this weekend is not taking place on Sunday. It's taking place on Saturday to accommodate for the World Cup football final taking place. That means that the starting times have also been altered to avoid for the third place match. Racing takes place on Saturday, 17th of December. Women's race starts at exactly 1 o'clock with the men's race starting at 2.30 Central European time, that is. Despite these changed starting hours, the racing will be live and uninterrupted on GCN Plus, and you can get a 25% discount on your annual GCN Plus subscription with the Link gcn.eu slash cxsocial to watch all the road and cyclocross racing uninterrupted. Now, let's go and talk about the men's race, Islam. Let's take a look ahead at that first. No Wout van Aert, no Tom Pitcock, but yes, Elie Isebiet, yes, Lauren Zweig, and also, yes, Mathieu van der Poel. I think there's no way we can go around it. Van der Poel on this course, basically a playground for him. He is the top favorite.
1: Yeah, indeed. I think that um, Vanderpool definitely has um, yeah, he's going into this race as, as, as the main favourite because his his technical abilities, he loves to play um, on the bike and I think that with uh Valdissol he's gonna get a, a great playground for him to to, you know, sh- showcase his skills. And I think that if he lost this race it, it meant that he either made a mistake or had a mechanical in some way that 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 put him out of the race but I don't think that in a fair relatively fair fight I don't think that he is um, going to be put under pressure by any of these guys purely based on the fact that just you know we know that he is in terms of power he's a level above these guys um, with all the respect obviously and you know with the technical abilities that he has it's it's just someone that that really enjoys to um, to do these kind of things I think and yeah it's uh interesting to see how he uh, deals with the, with the snow but yeah looking at it i think that he's definitely one of the guys to to look out for
0: yeah racing on the snow is incomparable to everything else it probably comes closest in some aspect to riding through the sand but it's really something else and from the pool last year said or well he said he was watching the race last year and thought it was a pity that he couldn't race there and that he was super happy to have the opportunity now he loves cross he loves the technical abilities and on the snow it's like you're riding on the edge through every corner everybody will make mistakes last year we saw that almost everybody made mistakes or probably everybody did it's just about finding the balance between risk and reward so you need to limit your mistakes like that's how all races go but even more the case in a race like Valdi Sol where you're riding on the edge through many corners. The course this year has undergone some changes. We will see a bit more climbing and off cameras in the second part of the course and the first part of the course has become a bit less technical according to the course map. I do expect there to be a bit more corners than there are on the course map. Last year this was also the case and it's usually the case that there are always a couple of extra corners that you don't necessarily see on the course map but yeah it should be a bit faster and the weather at the moment well we don't really know how reliable the forecast is but it indicates fresh snow on race day and that would then again completely change the circumstances as well because now the course has been prepped it's been shoveled there was over 20 centimeters of snow there this week. And if you're going to cycle through that, it's just going to become more running than riding. So it's out of essence that it needs to be shoveled. But it compresses the snow, meaning you ride on a slippery, compressed snow layer without necessarily falling away in the snow. But if there's fresh snow, it's going to be even more slipping and sliding. So that could be interesting. I do agree that Van Pool Poel is the top favorite. But behind that, who are you looking at to... Not necessarily cause an upset, but to end second.
1: Well, I think that you definitely have to consider Michael van Turno's, uh, who is somebody that um, is definitely going into a you know a relatively good season. Uh, last year, when he was here as well, he he was able to 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 get second place. So I think that with his experience on on the course um, and and his form at the moment, he's definitely one of the guys that you know could fight for. Um, for for second place i think that elie iserbeet is is somebody that that might struggle a little bit if it's uh, more of the same as last year Um, definitely if you base it on on the results of last year but if it's going to be a bit faster who knows uh, then it then it might be something that iserbeet can can handle also quite well but yeah it's 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 difficult to say how that will play out i mean we're also going to be joined by by laurus who we didn't see last year in the snow and you know how is he going to be uh to be dealing with that normally if you're good in the sand the snow shouldn't be uh a big big issue but it's it's it is different circumstances for him and yeah it's going to be interesting to see how he um you know he deals with this with the snow for sure for laurus
0: I mean it is important to distinguish between sand and snow, I mean the comparison has been made a lot and in some extent from personal experience there is a bit of the same feeling, but it only goes if like the snow is super loose, if the fresh snow is loose you can ride it as if you're riding through the sand to some extent because your bike will do the work. But that's really just one type of snow you have. Different type of snow crosses and that will change the way you need to ride through the snow. And Valdisola said, it's probably not going to be fresh snow, although it might fall. So it it depends, like you can't, snow is just something unique. You can't just put a sticker on this is how to ride through snow because there's so many different things. But having said that, I do expect Swake to be good. There have been snowcrosses in the past, not that many. I remember Lille, which was a semi-snowcross. There were quite some paths, and the men's race, the snow did influence it, but mainly because it was cold, and some corners got a bit more tricky, but it's nothing compared to Valdisol or Hocherheide 2013. Like, that was the real deal, those snowcrosses. This, what we have seen in the past years, with the exception of Valdisol, it was a bit mid it was not what I fancy with the crawls like we had in the 2012-2013 like, the two thir- season. It was just so much snow. Almost every race in the Christmas period had snow, and that gave a different dynamic. Zweig should be able to do well. He's pretty all-round this season. I don't know how much the climbing in the second part will affect him. Last year, the big climb-up was running, so it doesn't really matter too much, although Van Tournout is also a good runner. I don't know how easy Beat will do but first i would stick to swake in my analysis and yeah i think he could do well he looks to have a good control of his bike looks to be in pretty good form i don't know if he's training in spain this week i don't know if he trained in spain last week there's no information on this publicly available but i do imagine him trying to find some freshness and form before the christmas period so it wouldn't surprise me if he's gone to his apartment in Mallorca to build a solid base in the sun, which Paul Saus is doing now as well. So yeah, I would probably say Sveik is going to be good, but last week in Dublin we saw a relatively good Easy who just got over-enthusiastic in the first part. Also saw a relatively good Van Turenhout, who just didn't find a course that was perfect for him. This course would also not be perfect for him, but he was second here last year, so... Yeah, I think it could be a pretty open battle between these three riders for second place unless you have anybody else to include.
1: No, I think I think those are the main main guys. You know, it's uh, interesting what what the Swiss riders will do that that are going to be participating, you know. Normally when it's uh, when there is snow involved and, and especially with those freezing temperatures, it can cause uh, for you know, it can create a uh, a course that's a little bit more slippery than it was um, last year as well, and in that case, you never know at that point. It, it, it's almost going to be a lottery. The race, if it's really going to be that slippery, but with the new snow that's going on to be on the course, then it's different again. So, I think that the guys that we have just named, those are the guys that you have to look out for for a podium. But if the circumstances are going to be a little bit more slippery and it, that can create chaos and that can even, you know, create results that we. Uh, you know, we normally do not see and actually i hope that we will get some of
0: that chaos i would add another name i would add kevin kuhn i mean you mentioned the swiss riders and the swiss riders together with the czech riders especially the czech riders they always come forward when there's a mention of a snow cross there are unfortunately no czech riders in the men's race as far as i'm aware of but like I will never forget Bina winning the World Cup in Hoge And the interview afterwards, they were just like, wait, I need to talk English with this guy. And it was just so much confusion that Bina won a World Cup race. Like, he had been around forever. Or, well, not forever ever, but he'd been around for quite a while. He was nearing the end of his professional career. And... Yes, he had done well. Yes, he finished fourth at the Tower World Championships, also in the snow. But they just never expected him to win a World Cup because it was such a surprise and such a shock. And those things can happen with the level of Van der Poel. I don't expect it. I think that Van der Poel simply has... Like the ability to do everything like the super class the star effect that's around him that he can do anything his form is better than the rest his technique is better than the rest It's just going to become increasingly difficult to beat him so no for a win i don't expect an upset like that but kuhn last year got a seventh place here made a significant leap forward this year he has experience racing in the snow in some of the swiss races the Back then, still, AKZ Cross had quite some snowy races. The Swiss Championships have been held in the snow a couple of years. He has the experience, and experience in the snow is so useful. So, yeah, I would not put it past Kevin Kuhn to get a podium and a top five. Yeah, I would say Kevin Kuhn is going to get a top five here.
1: Yeah, that's definitely possible. The issue, however, is that, uh, as we have seen last year as well, it is a course where you can spend quite some energy and actually do too much in the beginning of the race and then at the end of the race you've not much left in the tank and uh, it's going to be a race where you also have to be smart with, with your energy and in general how you try to um, manage the race because i think that that will also play a, play a role you need to you know stay cool despite the fact that you might have a, an issue here or there I try to to compensate with your technique that's definitely an a uh, thing that that you know should be um, should be considered and I think that those things will be uh, important for for this race 100% who is going to be the one that makes the least amount of mistakes that was able to uh, race very consistently you know those things is what we see in a in a mud race but I think just the power output might be a little bit compromised because of um, you know how slippery it might be and you know how difficult it can be as well for the rider. So it, I think it's it's definitely possible. I, you know, Kuhn can definitely surprise us with a top five. He has been going well. His starts definitely are uh, are you know up there with the best. So uh, that will be interesting to see how um, how he will manage as well.
0: And starting is important on this course, because right after the start, you go into a downhill. And if you're in the middle of the pack there, you're going to be screwed, because there's going to be people making mistakes, slipping and sliding, going above their abilities. And we saw that especially in the women's race last year. There were already gaps formed so quickly. After two minutes, there was already a group of four that established a lead. And then past the pitch, they went to this steep off-camber that went upwards and there was one track, Lechner made a mistake there, held up everybody else and Puck-Petersu was caught behind, needed to put in a lot of effort to come back and then if you go too far into the red, you're going to be making more mistakes and on a course like this a mistake very quickly results in a crash. So the start is important, I would say more important than normal on this course. I am curious to see what I find when I'm there on Friday and walk the course and see the changes. Maybe the first part has really become a lot less technical and therefore the start becomes a bit less crucial, but I would still stand by that it's important to have a good start on this course to get in a rhythm and settle at the front of the race without needing to waste energy more than on other courses. Let's go and make some predictions then, I would say. Well, who do you fancy, Some?
1: I think uh, that's for number one. There's uh, not going to be much discussion, but yeah, Van Der Poel is definitely um, the main favorite. So I would put him at uh, number one. I tend to lean more to uh, Van Thuren for second just because of uh, what we have seen last year as well. So I think that he is definitely the guy that that could take second. And then for third, I would say Eli Iserbeet. I think that's, that that he is definitely in, in good form. And uh, we have to wait and see how he will perform in the snow. And maybe he can... Um, Perform better than he did last year
0: i will agree with you on the winner macho van der poel taking the win but i would say that the second place is going to go to Laurens zweek and then the third place yeah i'll go with the surprise i'll stick by my man kevin kuhn third place let's go and take a look ahead at the women's race then this week the belgian media have been writing a lot about sven nice criticizing the world cup for having well the current format with 14 races too many races and that led to small starting fields or at least that's what he was afraid of and in the netherlands we could see the effects of riders taking rest or prioritizing racing in belgium the past couple of weeks with small selection for dublin and also eight riders in total only four dutch women here in val di sol but overall the start list looked relatively good 46 participants in the women's race, almost 50 participants in the men's race. Those are promising signs, mainly because other countries do turn up. A lot of Italians, some Americans coming over after the nationals, a couple of Canadians, a bit more Belgian riders on the women's side this week, Germany, Czech Republic, Fosh racing. Overall promising signs, but let's not go into that for too long. What do you think? Again, a battle fan from the Republic of
1: normally yeah normally that would be uh, the battle that we are going to be looking at because um, you know those two are are just at the moment the level above the rest of the competition obviously i don't think that it will be the same uh, as we have seen in in dublin but it will definitely be something that that you know is quite comparable in a way in terms of the difference between the two but you know, I think what definitely will play a role as well is the, the amount of mistakes that they will make. We have seen Van Empel make quite some mistakes uh, in in some of the races. Uh, I think that Overijse definitely was a race where Petersen uh, had the upper hand, and Van Empel was was struggling a little bit also in the technical uh, sections, despite the fact that she's technically quite okay, but just making some mistakes left and right and. I think that Fadi Sou is definitely a course where mistakes can be made. And uh, you need to make sure that you make the least amount of mistakes of your competitors and have a very good day. And that will definitely play a role in the race. But normally those two are the ones that will be um, you know, the leading women for um, in this field.
0: Based on last year, I would definitely say Femme van Empel slightly has the upper hand over Pieterse. Van Empel last year looked better on the course than Petersen, but it is important to note that despite Van Van Empel winning the race last year, she was not necessarily the strongest on the day. Marianne Vos that day was better, but Vos had a mechanical issue, lost a lot of time with that, was 40 seconds down, and then came back, and then ultimately messed up herself. Like, that incident with the pole, it was probably a race of the season, but it was the Mistake of false, that's not bad luck, that was just a mistake, and that cost her the win. So, Van Empel probably slightly has the upper hand based on the experiences we have with last year where Petersen was making too many mistakes. But on the other hand, when you race in the snow, confidence is super important. And I would tend to think that Petersen has a bit more confidence than Van Van Empel, at least how I've assessed racing the past couple of weeks. Van Van Empel is always a bit. At least appears to me to be struggling with the role of leading woman still and making some mistakes, like in Dublin, she should have tried to go into the sandpit first because throughout the race she was struggling there and in the end she gets away with it. But it's not being flawless on the end of Van Empel. And Petersen looks a bit more confident and a bit more ready to take it on than Fem Van Empel and that could make a big difference on a course like this in the snow where you need to have confidence, okay, I'm going to steer this much, I know what my bike will do, and I'm going to send it through the corner, you can't have this, hmm, hmm, I don't know, Van Ampel is just super strong and can compensate for those mistakes, but on this course, yeah, I don't know, it, it, it's a toss-up, I would say 50-50. Yeah,
1: definitely, considering how how close they are in a way, it's it's definitely a 50-50, it's the one that. You know just <laughs> makes uh, the word mistakes is something that we are uh, saying <laughs> time after time but it's that's that's definitely going to play a role and the start is going to be important as in any race but they think in this one also and just you know the one with the least amount of mistakes and the best of luck might be victorious uh, especially because on a course like this you you know the margins of error are just a big you know there is more chances of having an error left and right so i think that that definitely you know will play a role and it's it's going to be an interesting battle i think if they um they you know they have uh, the first couple of laps they are with each other and then it's going to be interesting to see who will join them because you know, it will be interesting um, what Alvarado can do. Rochette is also coming back in the, in the World Cup circuits, And, you know, that's 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 definitely uh, ones to, to look for.
0: Yeah, I don't know about Rochette. I mean, last year, yes, yeah, she was very good. She could have even won this race if it wasn't for a couple of silly mistakes. And she had a good period of form. But she had that COVID infection over the summer and struggled ever since. And, yes, things have been improving. But overall, it's still a relatively wasted season, I would say. I mean, I don't think that the indications are there that she can win or podium this race. I would expect, just like in Dublin, two leaders up front. No Betzma. Tad surprising that she skips here. I think she is staying at home and it has to do with the travel or rest. I'm not too sure on that. But yeah, it is what it is. No Betzma here. Alvarado is here. I don't know what Alvarado can do in the snow i haven't seen anything from it i think she could be fine could lack a bit of rhythm but i would probably look at her for the third spot i think that a name we have to mention is Silvia persico number three of the world championships starting her season here last year she wasn't all too good here she was 10th behind her italian teammates of lechner in fourth and Arzufi in seventh i therefore put a minus behind the name of Persico despite showing good form in the relatively weak Italian races. She just doesn't seem to have it in the snow. Last year was a good season for her but in the snow, I doubt it. What do you think about Persico?
1: Well, I expect an improvement from from last year but... We can conclude that uh, that that you know, snow is definitely not something that she is um, great at. But you can compensate her. Um, so I think that with the form that she has, uh, she's definitely grown as a, as a cyclist in general. She has the power output, despite the fact that you know that that might actually be compromised as well in a course like this. So. Yeah, it's interesting to see what she can do. I don't think that she will be able to uh, finish on, on the podium. But I think that she
0: might be able to sneak into a top five or just be outside of it. Final name I think we need to mention here is Catablanca Vash, Maybe together with Marie Schreiber making it two names. I would say that Vash based on the season so far, is definitely going to be a contender. But I'm not too confident that she will go that well on the snow. Based on what I've seen, like in the muddy downhills, ah, mm, I think it will be a bit sketchy for her. And therefore, I would maybe place Mary Schreiber above her. Because Schreiber is a rider that actually has a lot of confidence in her own abilities. And has a very good feeling of what she can get away with and what she can't. So, yeah, I would probably lean more towards schreiber but i'm curious to hear what you think about schreiber and Fosch.
1: yeah i think that um a right like schreiber who likes to start fast uh, as we established a little bit in this preview that that might play a role and um she has that ability to start fast it's almost a certainty that she that she will be starting uh, or that she will be going into the first corner uh, as as the leading uh, woman in in the field and I think that that will definitely help her out, and from there, then she needs to just, you know, make sure that she manages it like she did in in Dublin as well, and you know, then a lot of things are possible if the others are gonna make mistakes and you don't, you know. For Vash, it's very hard for me to place her um, somewhere in in this field with the course. It, for me, it's um, it's a bit double. I think that she's definitely talented to to go through the. Um, to get going through the, through the snow but just something that tells me that she might be lacking a little bit so yeah it's difficult for me to place her but normally you know Fas is definitely somebody that that could end up in the top five if she has a good day
0: let's go and make some predictions then Isam. who do you fancy for your top three
1: I will lean more towards uh, Peterson. Just because of the mistakes Van Empel mm, has been making this season so far in a couple of races, I would give the benefit of the doubt to to Petersen and give her or predict her as, as the winner. And I would say then then Van Empel in second. At third place um I would say Alvarado uh, despite the fact that we don't really know how she will cope with the uh, with the snow but i think that Alvarado is someone that that, that definitely can uh, ride a bike and in this field normally should be the one that they will fight for the third place
0: my podium will be Fem van Empel ahead of Puck Petersen, and then for third place i am also going to be taking a risk here I will be taking Mari Schreiber for third here as I expect a relatively open battle between a bunch of riders behind Van Empel and Petersen. Before we end this week's preview podcast of the Valdisol World Cup, we were not able to give the results of the men's elite American championships in our previous podcast about the Dublin World Cup. We now know that Curtis White took the national title there in an epic battle with Eric Brunner. And finally, there's some been some Cyclocross news. Tom Miusa has announced to retire from Cyclocross with immediate effect. After his performance in Essa. he could mentally not turn the tide. And also in terms of form, things weren't going the way he wanted. So he's decided to call it a day and end what was a pretty illustrious Cyclocross career. One of the most gifted riders technically ever and well not necessarily ever but definitely of his generation like the display we've seen from him it's been insane and especially in the early years of this decade he was consistently fighting for race wins quite a shame to see him go in such a way
1: yeah definitely i mean he was um when i was starting to watch cyclocross i think i i started 7 2007 2008 you know and then I think from um, 2010, you know, he was definitely um, a, a, a talent that was that was coming up through the rankings, and you know, he he had many memorable moments in his career. I can remember that sprint that he had in in Lille, but just overall, he you know, he was a guy that 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 was like you say one of the better guys on on a bike technically uh, he could handle a bike like no other um jumping barriers was definitely something that he liked to do uh, when when you had those uh, masters races if i'm not mistaken in in, in or whatever it was where they do these uh, challenges of uh, the highest um, achievable height in terms of uh, jumping the barriers uh, he was uh, a guy that was uh, loved by everybody i think there was there were no real haters uh, in the in the field and yeah he was a great personality he was um you know i cannot really remember moments from him where he was the bad guy in a way and i think uh there you know he's um, a great character we have to be honest the last couple of years were not the easiest for him in terms of results and it was a bit disappointing and uh, i think that he realized that as well and um yeah just um wish him all the best for what he can do in the in the future and hopefully we see him around uh, in the sport because he's you know he definitely deserves that
0: well then i think we've covered it for this episode of the soccer cross social podcast looking forward to the racing in valdi this weekend thank you for being here again isham
1: yes thank you for having me and uh, apologies for my voice a little bit i'm a bit sick but uh, i tried to uh, get through it and uh, hopefully the listeners will enjoy
0: I think everybody has a cold at this moment in the netherlands and i will in fact be heading to the cold getting my boots in the snow in valdi soul this weekend so bringing you some action for the podcast from the ground live coverage on our instagram and twitter and don't forget if you want to watch this race and get your subscription at gcn plus head to gcn.eu cx social and we will see you guys this weekend with the valdi Sole podcast and for once only one podcast this weekend see you guys then goodbye